the Lord. Let's open our Bibles tonight to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Amen. This is a verse that's been on my heart the last few days or so, maybe since last week. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 1, 12. Hallelujah. Isn't God faithful? All the time. He's so faithful. And we've been talking about, I know the last time we, I ministered, I ministered on renewing your mind, how important it is to think right. Amen. And when you think right, you'll speak right. Did you hear me? You trying to find Jeremiah? Well, if you have a Bible, it might be a little harder to find it. You might not read it very often. <laughs> if you have a device, it's easy. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. This is what the Lord is saying. I will hasten my word to perform it. The Amplified says, You have seen well. This is God talking. I am actively watching over my word to perform it, to fulfill it. The Amplified Classic says, You have seen well. I am alert and active. This is God talking. He's alert. He's actively watching over his word to perform it in your life. Amen. The CEB says, You are right. Then the Lord said, You are right, for I am watching over my word until it is fulfilled. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The CEV says, That's right, the Lord replied, and I will always rise early to keep a promise. Wow. Praise the Lord. The ERV says, The Lord said to me, You have seen very well. I am watching to make sure that my message to you comes true. Hallelujah. You know, God's watching over his word to perform it. He's watching over his word, the words he's given you to perform those words, to complete those words, to bring them to pass. Praise the Lord. The God's word translation says, then the Lord said to me, write, I am watching to make sure that my words come true. Amen. Hallelujah. NLV says, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm watching to see that my word is completed. You know, when God gives you a word, he doesn't do do things halfway. He doesn't just um, do part of it and leave the rest undone. When God gives us a promise, it's always fulfilled and completed. If, if we'll actively take that word, believe that word, put it in our mouth, and act on that word. Amen. Hallelujah. NLT says, the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Hallelujah. This last translation I like is Wycliffe. The Lord said to me, thou hast seen well, for I shall wake on my word to do it. And the Lord said to me, thou hast seen well, for I am on watch to carry out my word. You know, God's not asleep. He's not asleep. He's watching over his word and your life to perform it. I was thinking about, you know, when my kids were little and I would give them an instruction. Go clean your room. Go dump out the trash. And then you know what I would do? I'd watch. <laughs> Why am I watching? Why am I watching? Why do you watch when you're a parent? 
You want to make sure they get it done? So I'm watching when I say, go dump the trash. And I'm watching. And when I say, go clean your room. And I watch them. I'm like, and if they don't go right away, I'm like, hey, I just said, go clean your room. When they were little, I'd say, say yes, mom. Yes, mom. Okay. But I was watching to make sure they would do what I asked them to do. God is watching over his word. When you take God's word and put it in your mouth and speak it out, because God needs cooperation. He needs our cooperation. God's words, we know, are supposed to be where? In our mouth. In our heart, renewing our mind with them, and then coming out of our mouth. We don't just take God's word, hear it on Sunday, read our Bible, and keep our mouth shut. We have to open up our mouth. You know, when David faced Goliath, he was a big giant. <laughs> when the Bible says he was a giant, Goliath was a giant. He was big, right? And the Bible says that David ran at him. Why did he run at him? How many of us are running towards the problem? Oh my gosh, it's COVID. <laughs> like running the other way. We're not running at our problems. But see, you can do that if you have God's word in your heart and in your mouth. I can, I can face that. I can, I can head that. I can just face that head on. I don't have to be afraid of COVID. I don't have to be afraid of any sickness. I don't have to be afraid of any disease. I don't have to be afraid of what the doctor said. I can take God's word, put it in my heart, renew my mind with it, make sure it's coming out of my mouth. And guess what? God will watch over his word to perform it. He'll complete it. He'll make sure his words come true when you put his words in your mouth. See, when David faced his giant, he didn't keep his mouth shut. Here's his sling. Here's his sling. You know, why? Because Goliath was saying, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill them. But, you know, he was threatening David and the whole, uh, all the Israelites. He was threatening them. He was a giant. The Israelites, these mighty men of God, were so afraid that they, no, none of them would go face him. And here comes the little shepherd boy, you know, just imagine him with, you know, I don't really think of David as being like, you know, holding his, what do they call that, staff, just like, oh yeah, here I am. No, no, he'd killed a lion. He'd kill, he already killed a bear. God was already preparing him. See, when you go through things that you're not expecting, let me just tell you. Devil, bring it on. You want to bring that? That's okay. David killed a lion and a bear. I'll take you down too with the word of God. See, when you go through those things, it's like you have a little, you get a little notch on your victory belt. You don't, be, you don't have to be afraid of them. If David was afraid, he would have never killed that lion and that bear. And then when Goliath was threatening him, David ran at him. With a slingshot. But guess what? His mouth was open. This day, I'm going to deliver. This day, I'm taking off your head. He gave the end result. He spoke the word. You uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, how dare you? You have no covenant with God, but I do. There is a difference between me and those that don't have a covenant with God. Those that don't have a covenant with God, there's a difference between me and them. There's a difference between you and them. You have a covenant with God. God is on your side. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I know someone went through the same thing. And, and, and they don't have, they're not Christians. Well, 
or I know someone that went through the same thing and they are Christians. You know what? I don't look at what anybody else went through. I look at what does the word say? Because that's my answer. God watches over his word to perform it. And when David spoke the words, he faced that giant head on. There was no fear. You got to kick fear out. How many, <laughs> how many masks are you going to wear? Ten? Because one day, it's already come. It's not going to protect you. The Bible says these are perilous times. We are in the end times. Now, I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I wear a mask to work. Right? You have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying take the vaccine, uh, vaccination, what is that, immunization, or don't take it. I'm not saying that. You have to be led by the Spirit for yourself. If you take it, that's between you and the Lord. If you don't take it, that's between you and the Lord. It ain't nobody else's business. You do what God tells you to do. But I'm telling you, we already know you're taking, if you do take it or don't take it, it doesn't matter. But even those that have taken it, they still get sick. Just like people who take the flu shot, they still get sick. So what are you, what are you going to do then? Where's your faith? Is it in the vaccine or is it in the word? Because there's coming things that are going to even be worse than this. It's coming. We're in the last days. And you want to know what I, you know, want to know when I get really sad? Pastor Marcus and I, we're trying to walk. We're trying to be healthy. It's just him and I now. We got to outlive our kids, right? No. But we walk around here. And you know, it makes me sad. Because I walk over here. And these parking lots and these fields are full of people and kids. Oh, they'll make sure they get their kids to these games. They'll make sure they get these kids to these games. But when it's time to go to church, we're too tired. And then when, when, when hard stuff comes, they don't have an answer. Or they're wondering, yeah, but I go to church every once in a while. I don't understand, Pastor. Well, you know, or, or you're feeding on other things. Feeding on social media. You're on your social media. For, and I'm not saying I don't know anybody who is not. I don't know. Three hours a day. Four hours a day. Or watching TV. Or doing whatever. It doesn't matter. Distracted by the natural things of the world. By the busyness. Maybe by your job. You know, I told Pastor Marcus, I have this thing now. Where me and my office specialist. I haven't, she's, she, her and I, you know, we work till 3.15. And I, you know, when I get into my work, I can get into my work. So I told her, I have this new thing now. We're going to see who can get out the fastest at 3.15. I said, ready, set. It was like 3.14. Go. And she looked at me. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I'm making myself leave on time because that is not my life. There's nothing of eternal value in my job. There isn't. There isn't. It's not, this, I'm not getting any medals for that when I go to heaven. That's right. I'm not. I'm not getting any medals for that when I go to heaven. It's going to be God's going to say, did you do what I told you to do? Did, were you the wife I called you to be? Were you the mother I called you to be? Were you bringing your supply to the local church? Were you serving in your local church? Did you love my house or did you love the baseball field more? I'm telling you. I've been there with the football thing. Been there, done that. And I can tell you, it ain't worth it. Not worth it. It's not. Mm -mm. So you got to put God's word in your heart. 
Because there are things coming that are even worse. And where's our faith? It's in what does the word say? I know I can put my faith in God. I can trust in him. And I'm not telling you, don't wear a mask, wear a mask. I'm not telling you any of that stuff. You do what you need to do. You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit for your life. You judge yourself and no one else. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I am telling you that things are going to get worse. But we don't have to be afraid. We're not afraid. Why? Because God's on our side. We're like David. We're covenant people. We're in covenant with God who's backing us up. But how does he back us up? Through his word in our mouths, in our hearts, renewing our mind. And you can't renew your mind watching movies. But it's a Christian movie. I said you can't renew your mind watching Christian movies. It's through the word. It's hearing the word that faith comes. It's putting God's word in your eyes and in your ears. Amen. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Praise the Lord. I want to read this. Um, I've read it before, but I want to read it again. It's a prophecy, a word from the Lord that Kenneth Copeland gave at the Southwest Believers Convention on August 6, 2010. So that was, what, 11 years ago. The world, this was 11 years ago, Okay. <laughs> Just listen to this prophecy. The world's in serious trouble. But for the household of faith, that's you, and those that will cling to my word and listen very carefully, everything is going to be all right. The world, I'll tell you again, is in serious trouble. Some very hard things are coming in different places around the world. Very difficult times in many places. They're that way now, but they won't get better. They will continue to get worse and worse. It's on a downhill run that the world cannot stop. But for the household of faith, everything, say everything, is going to be all right. You'll have to make a stand. You'll have to fight the good fight of faith. But when did you not have to do that? These are dangerous times. They're dangerous times financially. But fight the good fight of faith. Stand on my word and it will not come near you. Don't feed, listen, don't feed fear and trouble into your life and into your mouth. Quit living in that house. Get back over here in the household of faith. Feed on my word, not on the bread of sorrow. Praise and worship my name. Look in my face. That's what the Lord says. Look in my face. How do you do that? You look in the word. You spend time in his presence. Preach the word. Everything is going to be all right. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you turn to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20? Amen. This is a familiar portion of scripture. Amen. But it's important that we see it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, our attention, we have to keep our attention in the right place. You can't be all over the place, easily distracted by, like I said, the natural things of the world, uh, busyness, your work, um, anything that's going on. You know, you can't be distracted by what the news said. You know, we got this, the next variant, is that what they call it? You know, I don't care. I don't care. You can't, f if you feed on that stuff, you're gonna get into the household of fear Instead of the household of faith. Yeah. If you're constantly, what did the news say today? Yeah. What did the news say today? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Or, oh man, I think I got, I got symptoms. I got, is this COVID? I got, I don't know. Let me see. I dry, wet, you know, and you're like, let me Google, you know. And the next thing you know, you wake up in the morning, I think I have that. I think I had that symptom. 
you know. Well, why are you even thinking that? Because you're feeding on the wrong things. When you should be looking at, what does the word say? doesn't matter what symptoms try to get on my body. The word says, by his stripes, I am healed. I am the healed. It was mine at my new birth. When I became a Christian, when I, was, when I asked Jesus into my heart, I was transferred out of the kingdom of darkness. I was transferred out of sickness. I was transferred out of disease. You were transferred out of disease. You were transferred out of disease. You were transferred out of sickness. You were transferred out of symptoms into health, into life, into the kingdom of his dear son. Guess what? There's no sickness in heaven. So we don't have to have sickness here. There's no poverty in heaven. We don't have to have poverty here. There's no darkness in heaven. So there shouldn't be any darkness in our house. If you have darkness in your house, kick it out. Let me tell you how darkness enters. Through that big rectangular thing you have hanging on your wall. You know what that's called? The television. How do we say that in Spanish? Television. I don't know. Speak the Spanish. I love it. One day I will speak it. But darkness can enter that way. Darkness can enter uh, through uh, people who have spirits on them. You know, you don't just let anybody into your house. You don't just read any book. You don't just bring any game into your house. Even those video games. I mean, you just have to keep an eye on everything. Television shows, movies, music. Music, parents, music. Be careful what your kids listen to. It's your job to protect their heart. Amen. When our attention's on the wrong thing, we open the door to the devil. Amen. And what, where, what is the devil? He is fear itself. And we cannot have any place for fear in our lives. Faith only. Faith only. What's going to build my faith? When I read something, is that going to build my faith or is it going to tear it down? When I listen to something, is that going to build my faith or tear it down? When I go to that person's house... Is that going to build my faith for my marriage or tear it down? Amen. Proverbs 4.20. Are you there? Anybody have it in the Amplified? No? Okay. Proverbs 4.20. Read out of the King James. My son or daughter, tend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. Verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Anything that comes through your eyes, your ears, um, coming out of your mouth, it's, those, are, those are the gates to your heart. Your eyes are the gates to your heart. Your ears are the gates to your heart. If you're feeding on the wrong things, you're not guarding your heart. And then when you go to stand in faith, you're going to be full of fear. Because you were feeding on the wrong things, right? But the Bible says, keep your heart. The Amplified says, guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard. Above all, for out of it flow the springs of life. Amen. So we've got to make sure we're putting our attention, putting our mind, our eyes, our ears on what does the word say? The word's the final authority. Amen. Praise God. You know, I heard one minister say this. It really blessed me. He said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, it's not the situations or the tests and trials that make life hard. It's not those things. It's not responding correctly that makes life hard. It's not responding correctly. It doesn't matter what you face. If you respond right, you'll walk out in victory. If you respond right, you'll walk out 
in joy and peace. Amen. You'll walk out blessed. But if you don't respond at all, you lose by default. You've thrown in the towel. If you, it, well, you know, I'm just, that's, that's not me. You know, I'm just really quiet. I don't really say anything. Well, you got born again. You had to open your mouth. That's Jesus to come into your heart. That's the same way you get anything else in life that God has for you. Amen. How do we respond? We're supposed to respond according to the word. Amen. With our mouth. Where we fill our hearts with the word. Putting it in our mouth. That's why we talk about responding in church. What we do here trains us for what we're going to face out there. When I dance in here, it's because I dance at home. When I praise God here, it's because I praise God at home. Well, where did I learn all that? Growing up in church, I learned it in church. I learned it so much that now I know it's supposed to be in, uh, in practice at home. Why? Because that's how I get my victory. I'm enforcing my victory. It's an act of faith. But I also have to attach my faith when I do it. When I laugh in the spirit, I'm attaching faith to it. When I dance in the spirit, I'm doing it in faith. I'm not just doing it. If you just do it, you're going to be crazy. If you just live, sit there and laugh, you're going to look crazy. I mean, you already look crazy anyway. But if you're not attaching your faith to it, then there's no use. So you do it in faith. When you dance, mm, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, you're doing the work, Lord, the power of God's working. I'm dancing in faith. I'm dancing in faith. It's not just like, you know, where your mind's wandering. There's a difference. You know the difference. You know the difference, amen? Even when you're praising God, you know the difference. Hallelujah, praise you. And you're thinking about, oh, I think I'm going to go shopping. Oh, yeah, I want to buy that thing on Amazon. Praise you, Jesus. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. You know, you're not attaching any faith to that, right? you got to attach your faith to your responding. This is our boot camp. This place is our training ground. Amen. This is the place we dance. We laugh. We declare. We pray. We say amen. We worship God. We get loud for Jesus. You know, there's a loud and proud. How about loud for Jesus and proud for him? Come on. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. The power in that gospel saved me, rescued you, brought you out of darkness, healed your body. He'll do it again. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. Just because you're facing a trial doesn't mean, I know, it's not going to make it, Lord. You did it already five times, but I'm going to do it this time. God's going to do it again. He's already done it, actually. You're not trying to get healed. You're not trying to get set free. You're not trying, just trying, if I just had more money, Lord. No, I'm not trying to get rich. I already am. You already are rich. Did you know you're rich? Did you know you have everything you need? Did you know you're healed? You're the healed. Did you know you're strong? Did you know that your mind is the mind of Christ? Did you know you can think the right thoughts? Hallelujah. How does that happen? Because you were born again. You were born into the kingdom of his dear son. You were born into the kingdom of light. Man, look, think about all that belongs to us. But if we don't open our mouth, we don't get to partake of those things. Amen. I tell you something, just, you know, you get stirred up. Just get stirred up. Just look at somebody right now. Are you ready? You're going to just say it just like I said. You're going to say, did you know you're the healed? Oh, no, no, no. Try that again. Ready? One, two, three. Did you know you're the healed? Now look at another person. Say, did you know that you're prosperous? 
Holla, did you know? And then now say, did you know I'm the healed? Did you know I'm prosperous? Did you know that I'm blessed? Hallelujah. Now, how do you feel? You can feel the, the, the faith start to move. What did you do? You got in the spirit. You got out of the flesh. You know, you don't have to pray in tongues to get in the spirit. You just start speaking the word. Hallelujah. What, we're doing, what are we doing? We're practicing responding the right way. And there's sometimes I get up in the morning, I'm like, man, I just get loud. I'm like, hallelujah. I don't care what anybody else thinks. It could be 6 a.m. And I don't feel like it. But I'm like, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. The power of God's working. Thank you, Jesus. And I get loud. Why? Because I'm like, I got to stir myself up. And you feel the faith rise up. You feel it rise up. You know the power of God's going to work. Come on, you got to get excited about the word. When you get excited, the word will work for you. Hey! And guess what? Did you know we have our own building? Hey! Hallelujah! We already have it! Yes! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Woo! Because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I'm not ashamed to stand up for God. You can't be ashamed. You've got to be bold. You've got to stir yourself up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now have a seat, you wild bunch. Just sit on down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Power of God works. You can feel the power of God going to work when you do that. You've got to stir yourself up and get angry at the devil. He's under your feet. Don't let him come up and talk up here to your mind. Try to bring uh, thoughts of division between you and your spouse. Try to tell you you're sick. You're never going to get better. How long you've been going through this? You stinking, lying devil. You came to the wrong house. How dare you come to my house? How dare you touch my kids? How dare you touch my spiritual kids and their babies, you stinking, lying devil? You're under my feet. You got to get fed up. You got to stir yourself up and get mad at the devil. He tries to come and touch your, your body, your kids. Trying to cause strife between you and your spouse? You stinking line devil. That's the man I married. He's the man of my dreams. Come on. You just gotta say it by faith. <laughs> but it's the truth. Because I tell you one thing. People always, oh, it's better over there. It's always better on the, you know, if there's somebody else. You know, I don't even know if I was supposed to marry them. You know, it probably wasn't, you know, people think that. People have asked this. I, mean, I don't know if it was the Lord. Listen, if you married him, it's done. It's yeah. God. Yeah. You're stuck now. Okay? I told Sophia, Olivia, and Ethan, when you marry, it's, it's life. for life. Yeah. It's for life. Amen? Yeah. So, you know, but the enemy, he'll come. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that so-and-so, you know, he smiled at you at work. You know, your husband never smiles at you like that anymore. <laughs> you know, oh, man, she got flowers. You know, my husband, you know, man. It's just funny to me. It's funny how the devil works. You know, they, he, they always get flowers. And your husband never sends you flowers, you know. That's because you told him you don't want flowers. You told him stop spending money on the flowers. Come on, it's true. I know. And now, you know, 10 years later, this that was me. I told Pastor Mark, stop spending money on flowers. We got kids. We got babies. You know, and then I got older. I'm like, 
man, I wish I had some flowers. <laughs> I love flowers, you know. And then I had to tell him, you can give me flowers if you want. He's like, okay. And he started giving me flowers again, right? You got to be careful what you tell your spouse. You know, I, I don't want that. Don't spend money on me. And then they stop spending money on you. And you're like, man, you never buy me nothing. Because you told me to stop spending money on you. Come on, it's true. It's the truth, right? So you got to be careful what you say. I don't know how I got off on that. Oh, I know, because the devil will try and bring thoughts. Yeah. Bring thoughts. Yeah. Bring people yeah. on your Facebook, <laughs> on your Instagram. Oh, man, we went to high school together. You know, he was the, <laughs> he was the star football player, and he's, he's single now. I was bad I'd marry him. You know, and then you go look, you're like, man, he looks a lot different now. You know, <laughs> you know but, you know, you hear about people. Yeah. You hear about people who, like, their marriages fall apart because they're going after some person in high school that they thought they were in love with. Yeah. You know, you got to be careful for the, yeah. for the Facebook and the Instagram and so whatever, social media. Right. You know, you can't, the devil will use whatever. Yeah. He'll use whatever he can to get to you to cause division in your family. Amen. But you just say, devil, you're a liar. That's the man of my dreams. And, and all the men say, that's the woman, woman of my dreams. <laughs> you can't come in between this because, see, he knows that when you are in unity, yeah. There's nothing he can do yeah. when you're in unity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he'll tr- constantly try to keep you divided, mm-hmm. keep you in strife, even thinking. Mm-hmm. You can even think the wrong thoughts about your spouse. Mm-hmm. Man, if they would just do this, man, then I'd love them more, you know. <laughs> oh, I cast that thought down. That's not true. I love my husband. He's a blessing to me. I love my wife, you Amen. men. You men, you say, I love my wife. She's a blessing to me. She's my queen. That's right, I said it. Yeah. And then women, you say, he's my, after Jesus, he's my king. <laughs> Jesus is my king, but you know, Lord. You'd be like Abraham and Sarah. Yeah, Sarah called him Lord. Sarah called him Lord. <laughs> Come on. Lord. Amen. But see, don't let the enemy come in because he knows that when you're united, the Bible says where two or more agree is touching anything on earth, it shall be done. Amen. So stay in faith. Stay in unity. you got to stay in love if you want to stay in faith. Amen. Because faith works by love. love. Amen. Okay. We're almost done. What time is it? Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's close with hallelujah. Let's close with Psalm 91. Amen. The devil can't touch us. Can't touch our kids. Can't touch our families. You know, he's just... A little squirt. I mean, he just nothing. We give him too much credit. He just nothing. He just down (laughs) under your feet. Amen. Psalm 91. He who dwells. Verse 1. This is the protection uh, chapter, okay? You can read this. I know uh, Kenneth Copeland, when they, um, they print out the this chapter and they give it to those that are in the, the armed forces and there was a general and he had them printed and he gave one to all of his um, privates and sergeants under him and they came back from Iraq not not one thing happened to them they were uh, spared but they stood on the Psalm 91 amen what is the scripture for if you want to be scriptural guess what gotta have scriptures yeah. <laughs> Got to have scriptures, amen? So Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow 
of the Almighty. Amen. If you want to stay in the secret place, you've got to stay in His Word. His Word is your secret place. His Word is where there is protection. Amen. And then He says in verse 2, I will say. David said, I will say. You've got to say something. I'll say of the Lord. He is my refuge. My fortress, my God, and Him I will trust. See, you can't trust in the natural things. There's only one person, one thing you can trust, and that's in God. Amen. Surely, surely, He says, He will deliver me. I put my name in there. He will deliver me, my family, from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and peasants. He will cover us with His feathers. Under His wings shall we trust. His truth shall be our shield and buckler. Look at verse 5. I'm not afraid. Say, I'm not afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. So it doesn't matter if there's something going on at night. It doesn't matter if there's something going on during the day. I'm not afraid. You're not afraid. You tell your kids, you're not afraid. There's no fear here. You tell that fear, get on out, fear. You can't stay in our house. Why? We're of the household of faith. We're not of the household of fear. Amen. Verse 6, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness... I'm not afraid of the, the destruction that wastes at noonday. Verse 7, one of my favorite verses. A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But what? It will not come near me. It will not come near me. Say that with me. A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it will not come near me. Amen. It will not come near you. Why? Because you're staying in the Word. You're living there. You're dwelling in that secret place. That word dwell means it's your habitation. It's where you live. You live in His Word. And His Word lives in you. I said you live in His Word. And His Word lives in you. Amen. And when you do, it, when you do no evil, verse 10 says, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Well, isn't that what COVID-19 is? It's a plague. It can't come near my dwelling. I'm telling you, it can't come near you. There was one, I don't know, probably months ago, I don't even remember now. And man, I just started, I was not feeling good. I could feel, I was like all these symptoms, and it felt like, like the flu type of symptoms, you know. I was tired, and, and I'm like, oh, no, you don't. You don't come in here and try to make me sick. I refuse that. And, you know, and sometimes you can get like, you're just kind of going through, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good, you know. By the time night hits, I'm like, what am I doing putting up with this? You realize, wait, what's going on here? No, I don't take that. You take that, those symptoms, devil, you take them. I don't have them. I refuse to take symptoms. I am the healed by his stripes. I'm healed. I refuse. I had to get fed up with what was on, trying to get on my body. The devil's like, it's coming. You know where you work. Mama. You know, all this stuff. Devil tries to tell you all kinds of junk. Don't worry. He's telling everybody else the same thing too. But some people are taking it and some people aren't. You got to be the one that says, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking possession. Because if you say, <coughs> excuse me, if you say, well, you know, I think I have, I think I have this, or I have diabetes, mm. I have cancer, I have this, you're taking possession of it. You're, it's like you're signing for it, you know. You have to say, well, according to the word, I'm, I'm the healed. Yeah. According to the word, I'm the healed. This is what the doctor may have said, but according to God's word, I am healed. 
He sent his word and healed me, delivered me from destruction. Amen. No evil will befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwellings. Verse 11. For he gives his angels. You have angels. You have angels. Kids don't just have angels. Adults have angels. Charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Come on. They'll bear you up in your hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. I say, Lord, I thank you for the angels. They even bear me up so I don't even stub my toe. Won't even stub your toe. Praise the Lord. Amen. You shall tread upon the lion and adder. Come on. Who's that? That's the devil. That's the devil. You'll tread upon the lion, the adder, the young lion, the dragon. Shall you trample where? Where are you going to trample him? Where is the devil? Under your feet. Where is the devil? Under your feet. He's under your feet. You're going to trample on him. How are you going to do that? With the word. With that word coming out of your mouth. Just like David. He trampled. He, Goliath was already a goner. Just when David started facing him with the word, he was our, it, was, it was over. Why? He had God's word in his mouth. He knew who he was. He was a covenant child of God. You're in covenant with God. The devil cannot touch you. Amen. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, the Lord says, I'll deliver him. He'll deliver you. I'll set you on high because you know my name. And the Lord says, he shall call upon me. I will answer you. I'll be with you in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Look at verse 16. With long life, with long life, will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. With a long life, he will satisfy you. Not a short life. A long life. A long life. A long life in the Bible is 120 years. It was 80 years, uh, I think, in one portion, and then it goes up to 120. Yeah, it's 120. Amen. No evil will befall you. Praise the Lord. I want to read these scriptures to you before we close. Um, but there are two groups of people. And in Exodus, God put a wall of protection between his people and between those that were not in covenant with him. Exodus 8.23, I will put a division between my people and thy people. That word division means redemption. God has redeemed you. There are two kinds of people in this world, those who have a covenant and those who don't. You've got a covenant with God. You've got promises. You've got to take them with your mouth. You don't have to pray, please Lord, I ask you to protect me. No, protection is yours. It's like my kids saying, please, Mom, please, can I get some food out of the fridge? It's your fridge. Go, go get some food. You take what belongs to you. You take it. Exodus 9, 4 through 6. And the Lord shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, and there shall nothing die of all that is of the children of Israel. God protected the belongings of the people of God. Why? They were in covenant with him. There was a difference between their belongings, their property, and the Egyptians' property. There was a line drawn. There's a, there's a division. There's, there's two different sides. Amen? Exodus 9.26. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. So there was hail, you know, hail, you know, like the ice, on the, the Egyptians, but none where the children of Israel were. In other words, their stuff was protected. There was a difference. There's a difference. Exodus 10.23. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. When there was complete darkness over the Egyptians, guess who had light? People of covenant. 
Guess who had light? People of covenant, guess who had answers? The people of the covenant, guess who had healing? People of the covenant, guess who had prosperity? People of the covenant, guess what happened when they left? The Bible says there was not one feeble or sick among them. Not one feeble, not one feeble or sick among them. They were slaves. They'd been beaten. That's a miracle right there, that they left and they weren't weak. That they left and there was not one sick. And then they took the silver and the gold and the jewels with them. So they didn't leave empty-handed. So when God calls you, he's calling us to this next building, to this next place. We're going into our promised land. We're not leaving, you know, man, we're just barely getting in there, scraping by. No, we're going in with more than enough. More than enough. When you go from one, one place to the next, when you're coming out of something, you're going into what God has for you. See, you got to get your eyes off. Of, I can't go over there. I can't do that. You know, that's, that's you know. No, if God's telling you to do something, he's telling you, start that business. He's saying, uh, you know, start doing what I told you to do. There's a blessing to it. When God said, get out of these Egyptian dwellings, go, leave. They took a blessing with them. They were blessed themselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus 12, 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token. The blood, the blood, the blood's a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, this is what the Lord said, I'll pass over you and the plague shall not be able to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Why? Because of the blood. That's a, a four, what is that called? Foreshadow. foreshadow thank you pastor marcus it's a foreshadow of the blood of jesus they put the blood over the houses the blood of a lamb or a sacrifice and when the lord saw the blood death had to pass over death had to pass over so when you're when jesus died on the cross forever uh, death has to pass over you sickness has to pass over you plague has to pass over you COVID-19 has to pass over you and whatever other diseases are out there whatever other plagues are out there whatever whatever other you know dark things or or terror is out there it has to pass on over you why because of the blood of Jesus Christ Amen. It's a token for you. That's where your redemption is. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why you're different. That's why there's a difference between you and the world. You remember that. You remember that. There's a difference between you and how other people live. Because you have promises. You have an inheritance. You're a child of the Most High God. You have a covenant with Him. He's in covenant with you. That means when you're weak, he brings everything he is to you Amen. and makes you strong. Yes. Right. He brings everything he is Amen. to you. Yes. Everything you need. Yes. Everything you're lacking. And he makes up the difference. He makes up the difference. You don't have to make up the difference. He brings it himself to you. Your body is the temple of the living God. He lives inside of you. So there's healing inside of you. Restoration inside of you. Answers inside of you. Everything you need is in you as a born again Christian. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be of the household of faith? To be in covenant to be in covenant with a covenant God who keeps his word.
who watches over his word. I said he watches over his word to perform it, to complete it. He will not leave anything undone. He will finish the work. But you come in agreement with God, with your mouth. And you say, I thank you, Father. You've begun a good work in me, and you're completing it. You're finishing it. I'm the healed. I'm the strong. I know exactly what to do. I thank you. My marriage is strong. My children are strong. My body is strong. My finances are blessed. I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm a child of the covenant. There's a difference between me. There's light in my house. There's light in my house. There's a difference between me and those out there. And I thank you. It's because of God. And you know what? Those out there, they can have it too. They can walk in the light if they'll come to know Jesus. Amen. Amen. We put him first, I'm telling you. You put his word first. You attend to his words. And whoo, it's good to walk in the light. Amen. But you got to respond. Got to respond. Respond to the Lord. Respond to the Holy Spirit. When He puts something on your heart, tells you to do something, Amen. You respond. Respond. Don't wait. Amen. Let's worship Him for a minute, Father. We just worship You. We thank You, Father, for the covenant that we have with You. This is a new and better covenant. You know, as the Bible says, we have a new and better covenant than they had back then. <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, Lord. We thank you for the healing, for the healing that is ours. We take our healing. We thank you for the strength that is ours. We take our strength. Say, I call my body strong. Body, you be strong. Mind, you be strong. I have the mind of Christ. My body's healed. Symptoms, you go. Body. I speak to you. I take healing in my body. Yeah, say I call my joints whole. Call my organs whole. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. I call my arms strong. Call my legs strong. Call my heart strong. Call my eyes. My eyes are not dim. My natural forces are not abated. I have a strong mind. Hallelujah. Father, you said you promised you'd give us a long life. And we take it. We thank you for the long life that you have for us, Lord. We're so grateful. So grateful for all that you've done for us. Hallelujah. We'll be quick to respond. Amen. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord is on you. And it makes you rich. Amen. You just do the word. Amen. When you wake up, do the word. Praise Him and get loud this week. That's your, that's your homework. That's your homework. Respond. Get loud. Just do it. Just do it when you wake up. Do it when you're driving. Who cares who drives by you? You're like, la, 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 in your car. People are like, what's going on in there? You know, And there's nobody else in the car but you. I mean, I'm like sitting at the stoplight. Hallelujah. Praise you. I don't care if people see me lift my hands. I don't care. Someone may know you. I don't care. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why, there's power there to save me. It has saved me. It's rescued me. Rescues others. Amen. So that's your homework this week. That's not my personal. Just get loud. Now, I'm not telling you to get loud to somebody else. I didn't tell you that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, and they're like, you know, or when other people are around, you're 
Hallelujah. You know, praise the Lord. You know, no. You know, do it in your own place. Unless it's someone to hear, you know, like your spouse and they understand. But some people, they don't get it. But that's okay. You know, you're in your room. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm sure my neighbors have heard me, but I don't care. Because I'm going to praise my God. The Bible says, before the rocks cry out, I will praise him. I will praise him. The Bible says, bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I got to keep his praise in my mouth all the time. When I wake up, during the day, when I go to bed, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. I'm praising him all the time. Not just when I go to church, but all the time, continually. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's so worthy to be praised. He's been so good and so faithful. And it's just the beginning of what he has for us. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. We're so grateful. So grateful. Your word is true. Your word is true, Father. You hasten your word. You watch over your word to perform it in our lives. Hallelujah. Until it's completed. It all comes to pass. Why? Because we say it'll all come to pass. We say it'll all come to How will it come to pass? Because you're saying it. won't come to pass if you don't say it. You say it's all coming to pass for my kids. The will of God comes to pass for my kids. The will of God comes to pass for my marriage. The will of God comes to pass for my family. The will of God comes to pass. In Jesus' name, the will of God comes to pass. And you call it in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we love you. Before you leave, turn around to someone and tell them the will of God comes to pass for you. Amen. We'll see you Sunday.